Hey everyone, this is Noah, just popping in for a quick message before the show. Uh, due to both the summer vacation and the Rona floating about, Bit and I had to record from different locations and each record our own audio, uh, unlike normal where it's all recorded at once in the same room. Sadly, we lost all of Bit's personal recording. On the bright side, I was able to pull his audio from the video chat we recorded as a backup. I've cleaned it up as best I can, but some parts may still sound a little garbled or echoey. Anyway, thought I'd just give you that quick heads up, and now, on with the show. Good enough. It's good it'll enough. Be it'll be something like that, yeah. That'll probably be the start of the episode, too. Yeah. Are you supposed to get... I think you're supposed to do the intro this time. Oh, it's me? Yeah, since it's an even-numbered episode. Uh, how do we even do it? Welcome. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Welcome to the Logically Sound Podcast, where a bunch of, a bunch of meaning two guys just sit around and we talk about something Noah thought about. Um. That's how we start right. It's not always something I thought about, but you know what? It's good enough. Yeah, it's good enough. Um, all right. So what podcast number is this for us? This is, this is number four. This is number four. Number four of the ones that have the ones that are going out uh, of the ones that we've either failed to record or attested recording or it's are we in double digits already? Probably. I think so. That's good. Um, so, Noah, you have our quote for today. Um, I do. Also, I was... Well, actually, okay, before we start, I wanted to quickly address uh, the current situation of the world and tie it back to uh, our very first... Was it our first one? Where we had the the quote about the future, where you gave us that? Yeah, I think so. And you asked the question, how much can you plan for the future? Apparently, not at all. Not, not at all. Humorous. Yeah. Also, I think this is the longest gap between recordings. Uh, this will be the longest gap between episode postings. Uh, yeah, so here we are, episode four. Longest yet, no Longest yet, that's sorry. Let's not undersell ourselves. So, uh, Bit, before last night, had you ever heard the song I Wish Grandpa's Never Died by Riley Green? I had not, and I was quite surprised by your song choice. Just because I know I've seen all your records for like Half Alive and Passion Pit, yeah, Hippocampus and country music was not on those shelves at all. No, I spoiler alert: I hate country music so much. Interesting. Um, well, I don't. I don't hate it. I just would rather not listen to it ever. Understandable. Uh, but at my work, they play country music a lot, uh, and so I've heard this song. <sighs> at least a dozen times in recent memory anyway uh, and then a couple times last night to prepare for this episode <laughs> oh, yeah, so, no, this was the first time i'd ever heard it okay so um are you gonna read all the lyrics uh do you want me to <laughs> so it's a song it's a song no okay i'm gonna put a link to the song in the description um or in the show notes so that people can listen to it sure but we're gonna get I, a dramatic noah arnold reading <laughs> We can. Sure, go for it. Okay. At least part of it. Part of it. 
Sure. I'll, I'll just start with verse one. Because here's what, when I first heard this song, I'm like, this is ridiculous. This is the silliest song I've ever heard. I understand that it's supposed to be like this heartfelt, like, you know, I, I wish grandpa, it's called I Wish Grandpa's Never Died, right? And I, I totally get that feeling. Yeah. Right? I, I, I understand that 100%. However, yeah. <laughs> every other lyric in this song, I think I counted there are maybe four or five total, like, actually serious lines in this song, and the rest of it's nonsense. <laughs> you know, okay, first time, when I heard it for the first time, I was like, oh, Noah hates this. <laughs> I, 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 knew, I knew you were not going to have a positive spin on this. but No. Give us the dramatic reading so the audience Absolutely. can understand what we're talking about. Um, so we're going to, I'm just going to, should I just, just do verse one to start and then? Verse one into the end, you can do the chorus. Sure. Okay. So verse one. I wish girls you loved never gave back diamond rings. I wish every porch had a swing. Mm. I wish kids still learned to say sir and ma'am, how to shake a hand. I wish every state had a Birmingham. Mm. And we get into the pre-chorus. I wish everybody knew all the words to Mama Tried. I wish Monday mornings felt just like Friday nights. <laughs> and now we move into the chorus. Ooh, big, big transition here. And I wish even cars had truck beds. And every road was named Copperhead. And coolers never ran out of cold Bud Light. And I wish high school home teams never lost, and back road drinking kids never got caught, and I wish the price of gas was low, and cotton was high. I wish honky-tonks didn't have no clothes and tie. I knew you hated that line. I knew <laughs> you were going to... I knew that would just break your teeth to know <laughs> And then we get to the, the, the title of the song, and I wish grandpas never died. Which, once again, while being a, a sobering note to end the chorus on, leads a lot of questions. Uh, so, Jake Bitter, I would like to uh, lead you on a journey through this nightmare world that Riley Green presents here. Sure. Uh, because the more I think about this song, the more I'm like, this, like, this could make for a, a, this weirdest dystopian novel. Sure. Based on this summer jam. Yeah, based on this this weird summer summer jam of 2020. Sure. Did it come out 2019? I didn't even look it up. I think it came out 2019. You got to do more research on yourself. Yeah, so I, uh, I did some research. It might have been late 2019, early 2020. Sure. Well, I mean, it's a bop in 2020. That's for sure. I guess. <laughs> so uh, we should probably start with... Should we just start with line one? Just go for it. Uh, I, I wish take me on this journey. I wish girls you love never gave back diamond rings. Bit, how do you feel about this line? Um, how do I feel about this line? Yeah. Um, I I I immediately feel bad for the guy. Uh, okay. Because obviously something bad has happened. But then I guess as we keep going, it doesn't really matter. Yeah. So that was kind of my thought as well. Uh, first time I hear it, I'm like, I wish girls you love never gave back diamond rings. It's like, oh, this man's been turned down. But then my second thoughts were, first off, okay, if the girl you loved gave back your... Clearly you didn't have... Like, you've got to have some sort of a conversation about this beforehand, right? This isn't 
Like, they talk about popping the question, but you never actually pop the question, right? I think you'd be surprised. Because people like it. people like a good surprise, but if you're if you're actually planning on being together with this person forever, you probably should have a decent conversation about it. You'd think, yeah. Not that people then, don't make it work, but yeah, I think it helps. But then going back through this song, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, my I guess my third take on this line, my my final take has been, what if everything in this song was taken literally? Because this man uses a lot of nevers and always and everys and those are dangerous words you're saying this guy should never talk to a genie i'm saying yeah this guy should never talk to a genie i want a genie the heck out of this song got it you'd be no you'd be a good genie i'll tell you that right now you'd probably be a pretty good genie actually okay i i heard somebody talking about a genie once they're like why do genies do that Why do genies t- like who benefits from it? Well, I think you you gotta answer the answer the plight of the genie. Like you've been trapped in this lamp for like ten thousand years or whatever. It's sure. like you want to have a little fun, and it's probably at somebody else's expense because somebody else put you in there. Mm-hmm. I don't agree. I sympathize. Okay, you sympathize with the genie. <laughs> I, I, oh, yeah, you can call me a genie sympathizer. Okay, I'm the genie, and you're my genie sympathizer. Mm-hmm. I'll I'll take that. Okay, so I wish girls you love never gave back diamond rings. So I'm going to take it as the general you, because that seems to be what he's using here. Mm-hmm. And he says, never gave back diamond rings. Now, this could mean a couple of things. One, if you give a girl a diamond ring, she won't give it back. Like, take it literally like that. Sure. However, he seems to be, it. you know, it seems to be this sort of like, you know, proposal scenario. Okay. So the other option here is, I wish... Girls never turned on a proposal. Seems to be what he seem he he tends to be saying. Yes, here. but I don't... you have to. Lo- I mean, the condition is that you have to love her, right? I wish girls you love never gave back diamond rings. I've thought about this song way too much, Ben. Yeah, I know. I understand. I'll let you go on your little journey, though. I will enable you. So, if no girl turned on a proposal, on the condition that you loved her, I feel like we'd have a lot more stalkers. Like, just going around and proposing, because they can't refuse. Oh, of course, yeah. According to this weird dystopian world that we're, yes. that we're now living in. Mm-hmm. Hi, welcome to uh, Wish Grandpa's Never Died World, Population Us. <laughs> uh, with our almighty overlord, Riley Green. Mm-hmm. I like to think it's a, like a, a definite parallel universe to the Groundhog's Day world. How do you mean? Like where you like you know that once you just like replay the same day over and over and over again. Sure. Like like you hate it so much, and this is just kind of like one step to the left. You know, just like everything's supposed to be perfect, but it's not. Yeah. Well, I mean, if if this man is gonna word his song this way, yeah, we're gonna take it to the logical extreme. Oh yeah. See, that's my thought on that. I don't know if you have any extended thoughts on. I'm going to let you take me on this journey for a little bit. You should pick your some of your favorite lines. Sure. I wish every poor, I'm just going to, I'm going to kind of slowly go through and I'll like brush on lines that I'm like, eh, about. Sure. Um, I wish every porch had a swing. Like some porches are small. They don't need swings. Like that's my thought. Like our, we have a porch. <laughs> it's kind of small. Point. That's my opinion. <laughs> my porch doesn't need a swing. Oh, it, it doesn't, doesn't have to be. A, it doesn't have to be a porch swing. No, it could be like a playground swing. Oh, that's true. 
It just has a swing. It doesn't it doesn't necessitate a porch swing. Exactly. So maybe you didn't think through this as well as you could have. Maybe I didn't. Wish kids still learned to say sir and ma'am how to shake a hand. I mean, kids do. And this line doesn't say all kids. So I think this is true. I think this is already true. You think that you were already living in this world. I think we I think we live in that line anyway. Oh, uh, I don't th- well, I, like if you're going by the letter of the law, yeah, like as written people some people say sir and ma'am. Yeah. Some kids do and they learn how to shake hands, yeah, maybe not mm-hmm. in 2020 coronavirus day and age. Um we're not learning how to shake hands. But no, not today. No, not today. But I think you're just lacking the like what he's thinking is lacking is just the respect factor mm-hmm. of authority authoritative respect is at an all-time low according to riley which i also would kind of agree is today's day and age too sure and that that comes to okay that kind of comes to a point that i thought of this morning is this falls into a uh it falls into two kind of weird subgenres of country sure uh one being the world isn't country enough slash the world is super country i kind of group them together because they kind of talk about the same things it's either like i wish the world was this way or the world is this way let's party that's one and then the other subgenre i noticed today was the let's list a bunch of things genre (laughs) made famous in songs such as uh that's why we drink have you ever listened to that's why we drink uh yeah i've heard that before it's just, it's him listing a bunch of things. Yeah. Knocking boots, hate knocking boots. But mm-hmm. it's once again, just him listing a bunch of things. Uh, and then I haven't heard homemade in a while, so I'm not sure about that one. But I know the refrain is just kind of him listing things that are homemade. Sure. Mm-hmm. In any case, that is was a thought that I... Homegrown? It's, the refrain goes like, homemade me love a small town. Homemade oh, me want to settle one. down that in one. a homemade for the two of us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I get what you're saying. Something, something. I don't, I don't, I hate that I know that much of it. You know a lot of, about country music for someone who does not like country music, though. It gets, I'm forced to listen to it. Oh, That's why I love when the, when the molding machine is going, because then I just pop in ear, because the molding machine is super loud. I work right next to the molding machine, if you couldn't tell. Mm-hmm. So I just pop in my earplugs, and then I, I mean, I can still kind of hear the groan of the molding machine, but I can't hear anything else, so I can't hear the music, so it's great. Sure. sure. Oh, we should get to this next line, though. I wish every state had a Birmingham. This one baffles me. Why? Because, okay, you've been to Alabama, right? Uh, yes, a couple times, yeah. Did you go to Birmingham? I have. I went to Birmingham over choir tour, actually, yeah. Okay. What's Birmingham like? Uh, bigger city. A lot of civil rights stuff there. We went to the civil rights institute there it was pretty cool i mean it's kind of just a lot like your regular old big city i would say sure because i i'm confused by this line because there are multiple other country songs that reference birmingham it's like uh how did i say it i wrote it down i wrote down a thing that i said or that i thought once here it is birmingham is like the jerusalem for country yeah, I think like it's looked at a lot as like this when you think of like the South. Sure, Birmingham's a good, like a good like southern town, which is probably why there's a lot of protests, civil rights protests. That makes sense during the fifties and sixties. But when you think of just like 
down home, picturesque, not picturesque necessarily, um, but uh, like ideal. The quintessential South. Yeah, the quintessential South, the big city is Birmingham, yeah. Sure. Okay. That makes a bit more sense now. It's it's very southern sounding too, like Birmingham. Sure. As Birmingham. Opposed to like Charleston. Or Atlanta. Yeah, Atlanta. But I think Alabama and probably just Birmingham too is just like quintess yeah, quintessential south. Sure. I guess that makes sense. Also Riley Green, I found out Riley Green is from Alabama. Not necessarily from Birmingham. Sure. And there's also, like, yeah, country singers tend to reference Birmingham, so I found that a little confusing. But I think it's funnier to think about if every state had a Birmingham. Once again, this can be taken a couple of different ways. Of course. One, every state just has a city named Birmingham. Easy. Easy enough. Easy to do, right? We just change... I almost just said my hometown's name. I'm not going to do that. Don't want to get doxxed. Uh, change, um, I don't know. We could change, like, New York City to just Birmingham. (laughs) (laughs) Why there? Why not, like, Buffalo or something like that? Because I think it's funnier if we change, like, the biggest city in every state. Sure, to Birmingham. Yeah. Washington, D.C.? It's not a state, so it's fine. (laughs) When Washington, D.C. gets statehood, though, it's got to change to Birmingham. I don't think they can, because I think D.C. was the place established in the Constitution or something, right? Something like that. I don't remember the... Like, they set aside a place that was, like, so no state could claim they have the capital. That makes sense. So, they... they like the dis- That's why it's a district, mm-hmm. as opposed to just, like, a part of a state. So. The why it's the District of Columbia confuses me. It made sense in 1787, so... 87? Is that when D.C. came in? Well, that's at least when they wrote the Constitution, or ratified the Constitution. Sure. Eh, all right. I'll take it. Yeah. Or that's when uh, Washington was elected. Sure. But I'm not gonna like. I'm not gonna look it up. So. No, we can't. That's a rule. It is a big rule. But yeah, there's also the option of every state has a replica of Birmingham, Alabama. <laughs> Just like completely deserted, but like they constantly have to keep like matching like the renovation. That that's not. I was thinking it has people in it. No, I I like to think that like it's just like this empty city because nobody wants to live there. Imagine like Birmingham, Florida, like on this like swamp ground. They have to, like, have to, like keep rebuilding all like the residential homes. Like because it keeps like sinking into the swamp. Exactly. Yeah. Just throw it in the Everglades. I don't know. The crocodiles can live there. Alligators. Whatever. Who cares? They're both both are in Florida. So. Yeah. And then the third way I thought to think about this this line is you could have you have a city that is the essence of Birmingham. I guess. Each state has to have a city that is Birmingham-esque. Sure. In a sense. Like, it has the same vibe. The same vibe as Birmingham? Does yeah. it vary from state to state? Or does it, like, it's the Alabama-Birmingham vibe? I think it has to be that Alabama-Birmingham vibe, because I think that's what he's going for here, maybe. Sure. I'm trying to read into the mind of Riley Green. Genius lyrics didn't give me much for this song. No, it was no, it was not very helpful. Yeah. Well, before uh, we keep going, do you know what my favorite? Do you know what I know? What my favorite city name is. What is your favorite city name? Uh, it's Truth or Consequences, New Mexico. 
Are you kidding me? The whole the city is called Truth or Consequences. I think in the 1930s there was like a radio show called Truth or Consequences, and sure. they would like either like come to the town or like give the town money or something. A, a, any town money that renamed itself <laughs> Truth or Consequences, <laughs> and I think it still exists. That's funny. Mm-hmm. That's like uh, some of that stupid stuff that like vloggers try to do these days i guess people have been doing it for a long time now yeah oh yeah no i'm just imagining these men running along a dusty road in new mexico with a you know one of those big microphones that they had for yeah for uh, 30s radio talking mm-hmm. like man see will you come in uh like, <laughs> the year was 1933 <laughs> will you rename your town to truth or consequences <laughs> yeah i mean how much money is it do you know how much money it was? Probably not enough. If we find a link to an article or something later, we'll I'll link it in the it's, yeah, there's probably in the show Wikipedia notes. Yeah. Um, yeah, Wikipedia. So give me another line, just any we got, line. We've gotten into the pre-chorus. Uh, I wish everybody knew all the words to "Mama Tried." Have you heard "Mama Tried"? No, I didn't. <laughs> I was not moved to listen to this song. I don't blame you. Uh, I gave it a listen last night. You hated it. I already, I already know you did. Here's the thing. It was a bit of a bop. Sure. A little, little bit of a banger. Like, I'm not going to lie. Mm-hmm. If I had to listen to one country song for the rest of my life and somebody said, you have to listen to Mama Tried, like, you get one choice of country song and it's Mama Tried. I'd be like, okay, there could have been worse songs. <laughs> you said it's a choice and it's one song. Yeah, they didn't give me much of a choice. Gotcha. But the whole song is about this guy who's like, hey, I'm a bad boy. I'm a rebel. I, I'm in jail or whatever. I guess my mama tried to stop me, but like she tried to make me a good little boy, but I'm a bad boy or whatever. Like, that's what the whole song is. <laughs> like, what is like? There are other songs that reference this, too. There are yeah. multiple country songs that reference Mama Tried as this quintessential country song. Sure. Which I find baffling. Well, it was like, it was a different time, though. I guess. I don't remember when it came out. Maybe, oh, I'm going to say 80s, but it was definitely not the 80s, because nothing ever came out in the 80s. Mm. But yeah, that's, also, if everybody knows the words to Mama Tried, everybody knew all the words to Mama Tried. If everyone knows the words to Mama Tried, does anyone know the words to Mama Tried? <laughs> Is that what you're going to say to me right no, now? No, I was going to say, does that mean children You're going to come Incredibles me <laughs> no. on this podcast? I was going to say, does that mean that children come out of the womb having the knowledge of the words of Mama Tried? They know to, how to cry to get food, and they know the words to Mama Tried. Yeah. And, and how they to They can't breathe. form the words yet. They don't, they can't articulate them but they have the knowledge in their heads. Like if you played it on the radio, they'd look at the radio or something like that. Yeah. They'd point at the Blink radio. Blink twice if you recognize this song. <laughs> they don't understand any of those words. No, but they know the words of Mama Tried. Yeah. They won't bop to any song, but that will just, you know. And the next line is strange, too. I wish Monday mornings felt just like Friday nights. How do you feel about that bit? Do you wish Monday mornings felt just like Friday nights? Um, well, I, honestly, rarely in my life have I ever had, like, a like a good, like, Friday feeling. Like, that, like, oh, yeah, it's Friday. End of the work week sort of thing. I've always just kind of been like, all right, here we go. Because a lot of times I, like, I would have sports 
where I'd be like, right, like now I usually work during the weekend, mm-hmm. bartending or whatever. But honestly, today, after I, because I just started a job at Walmart too. Sure. Oh, wow. You're working a lot. Yeah, I've been working on campus on one of the crews, uh, on the pink crew. And then I also started a job at Walmart, not having work tonight after working like 50 hours this week Holy cow. has been actually really nice. Um, and like I, my Saturday is completely free too. So like <laughs> I was really looking forward to this weekend. That's pretty good. And then like, I'm also like so forward thinking that I know it's going to end too. Like it'll be like Saturday night and I'll be like, oh, I got to go to work tomorrow or like, so then like Monday I'll just be like a drag. Cause I know I'll have, like this whole week ahead of me. So I actually sympathize with the man a lot now that I've been a working man this summer. But uh, how do you feel about it now? Well, I feel that so that that classic Friday night feeling or whatever, um, like I get that Friday workday feeling, you know? Sure. Like the cool. This is the last day of the week because we do um, we do 40 hours a week. Typically, we've been doing some overtime lately and we do four nines. And then a four on Friday. So we get out early on Friday, which is awesome. Like we get a like a bonus half day on the weekend or whatever. Mm-hmm. You get a Friday night. Yeah. And an afternoon and a little bit of a morning. It's pretty good. You go to work at 6 a.m. Yeah. Rest in peace, dude. It's it's pretty good. I've been I've been going to bed at 10 and getting up at 5 every day for the past. What are we in the middle of June? Yeah, three weeks, four weeks. Mm-hmm. Because I told you about that book that I read, right? About sleep, the sleep solution by Doctor Winter. Maybe you've probably mentioned it before. I'll put a link in the in the thing because it's a really good book. Mm-hmm. But one of my biggest takeaways from it was that, like, you want a consistent wake up time. Like mm-hmm. having consistent sleep is one of the keys to having good sleep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so I'm like, you know what? Screw it. I'm going to try that this summer. I'm going to try going to bed at 10 and getting up at 5 every day, including weekends. You know what? It's actually been pretty good. Sure. Tuesdays always suck, but... I've heard the opposite thing, actually, um, that it's you're supposed to go to bed at the same time because then it doesn't matter as much when you wake up, but, like, ending your day at the same time, like, gets you into that... Is it, like, the circadian rhythm or whatever? Sure. See, I kind of heard the opposite from the book, that, like, mm. a consistent go-to-bed time is very important but a consistent wake-up time is more important because it sets your rhythm for the day which is i mean both have both have merit but and maybe i'm not remembering the book correctly but either way going to bed at 10 getting up at five it's consistent both ways sure you're like a real person no i'm trying to be is this what being a grown-up feels like yeah not living that college life anymore yeah i got a suit fitted today what are you (laughs) right uh, I have to. I always have to order suits slightly too big because I've got weird shoulders. Because otherwise, it'll be like super tight in the shoulders. So I went in and they're like, "Yeah, we're gonna take this in three inches." I'm like, "Uh, sure." I mean, it doesn't cost any more if they were gonna take it in three inches in than if they were gonna take it in one. Are you just awkwardly shaped? I feel like I am. Sure. I know, you like your feet are screwed up and stuff. Oh yeah, that's not awkward. Like I have pretty average size feet. Not like average size. Not average shape. But yeah, the, the shape is nasty ankles. Yeah. Mm. You're, yeah, you've got disgusting ankles. No offense. <laughs> yeah. Uh, for those who don't understand, um, I have terribly flat feet. Um, okay. 
My left foot is slightly flatter than my right foot. If you know me personally and you ever want to just like take me out, um, go for my ankles. Yeah, or wait till you're like fifty. <laughs> like, oh you yeah. Walk. I would just but say I, that and then push you down, <laughs> push you down some stairs. Oh yeah, because when I got my orthotics, they were like, "Yeah, you're definitely gonna need surgery at some point here," but like these will help. Mm-hmm. Like yikes! And I run cross country, which is probably bad. Oh yeah, totally. Because do those cross shoes have any support to them? I'm probably supposed to buy shoes with slightly more support. Sure. Dress shoes, I can't fit my orthotics in. So that's mm. problematic. So I'm going to have a fun time standing at the wedding this summer. Oh, yeah. Ooh. Not my wedding, for those who know me and those who don't know me. A wedding. A wedding. That'll be a great time. Well, I guess I'm just I'm just ushering, so I don't know if I have to... Do I have to stand the whole time in the back? Let's go with yes. Because I'm imagining that I'm standing... Uh, I'm just standing, you know, kind of, uh, you know hands crossed in front of me like a like a big old bodyguard like a bouncer that's kind of what i'm imagining the whole time you're essentially a bouncer i think that's how that works yeah okay let's go with that until they tell me otherwise at the uh at the rehearsal dinner i'm going to assume i'm a bouncer you should wear one of those little earpieces with like the curly cord <laughs> next to it you know like obviously connected to nothing well here's the thing i'm getting uh i'm getting new earbuds soon because mine kind of pooped on me recently for no reason which is great she's kind of um, shorted yeah and I'm, uh, I'm getting the like truly wireless ones, and they're ones that not with the little nubbin like AirPods or whatever, but they just kind of fit in your ear. Sure. So I could just wear like one of those and pretend to. Yeah. I'd, it won't have the cords, so it won't have this quite the same effect. Mm-hmm. But it would be funny. <laughs> just black sunglasses too. Yeah. <laughs> well, I can already see it now. Noah, why are you wearing sunglasses at my wedding? Because it's uh, I gotta I gotta look tough people can't see the fear in my eyes then <laughs> as you walk uh who do you walk down the aisle for that i, keep I don't know one of us is walking somebody's grandma down the aisle i yeah, think that's, like that's what that is right i maybe i'm really bad at paying attention at weddings oh yeah i have like if i ever get married i'm just gonna google it <laughs> like that because <laughs> google's got all the answers google it or like have people stand up in your wedding who know what they're doing <laughs> Yeah, that, yeah. I don't even know anything until the rehearsal dinner, and then or just hope. That's how weddings are supposed to work, right? Like your wife is supposed to figure everything out. Yeah, and then you're supposed to stand there. Yeah, look pretty. Stand there, wear a nice suit, and shower that morning. Yes. Wait, you're supposed to shower? Shoot. Just that morning. Just that morning. (laughs) Just once. If you shower one time in your life, no. But that's part of my Nazarite vow that I can never shower. It's an interesting Nazarite vow. <laughs> Look, it's not so much a Nazarite vow as a vow not to shower. Sure. So now we get into the chorus. <laughs> and this is when the real fun begins. Because, like, the the verse and the, the pre-chorus, like, that was just a little, ta- was a little, a little taste of uh, what was to come. Sure. I guess since this is an audio medium, uh, nobody could see what I just did. I just did a little chef's kiss. I did a little... <laughs> I like how you're describing it for the people at home. I might put a link to a GIF. There are going to be a lot of links in the show notes. Um, So he says, you know, I'm just going to, should I just read through the chorus again? And then you pick out a line that that you want to talk about. Just like stop me when you want to talk about something. Because all of this is nonsense. I wish even cars had truck beds well, and every road was stop, named. You should, okay. you should stop right there. It's like... <laughs> 
like what is that car an el camino or whatever is that the like the like the i know nothing about cars oh honey yeah el camino is that like um a two like a it's one i don't even know how to describe it it's the breaking bad movie <laughs> is it? Is it? it's called el camino I've never seen it. I also haven't watched Breaking Bad. I just know that the movie is called El Camino. Anyways, it's one of those small little like... Uh, kind of a lowrider kind of a... Uh... Yeah, but it's got a bed. That's wacky. I don't like that. No, they actually... I think they look really good. I would have an El Camino. We'll put a link to an image or to a Craigslist article. <laughs> Delicious looking El Camino for me. Yeah, yeah, Craigslist, yeah Craigslist for you. Anyways... <laughs> I th- I think everyone should have enough. I I would think all cars should have a truck bed. I don't I actually, uh, I, actually I, I actually totally agree with that because <laughs> I think it just makes hauling stuff so much easier. I think it's a to- it's a great idea. Either that or every car's a minivan. Um, we don't make sedans anymore. No, you don't need a sedan. You need something with a truck bed. Terrible gas mileage, but oh, a lot of stuff. Well, the. Uh, I think the terrible gas mileage, I think that links to, uh, I wish the price of gas was low and cotton was high. The price of gas is certainly low. Not anymore. It was, was it ever under a dollar by you? Um, I don't remember. I mean, we always have, like, right by us, we always have weirdly high gas prices, and I'm not sure why. Sure. But I think it got, I think near us, it got below a dollar. Yeah, I, I kept seeing different people on their Snapchat stories with just insanely cheap gas. Which is nuts. When I drove down to Alabama uh, with my girlfriend, I think we filled up her tank, which is a little smaller. Mm. But I, like we filled the tank for less than ten bucks. Are you kidding me? It was incredibly cheap. It was like it was it was funny how cheap it was. Even if gas was less than a dollar, I probably could never fill up my tank for. I mean, granted, I have an eighteen-gallon tank or something nonsense like that. Uh, yeah, she has, which means she can go pretty, pretty far. Little zippy thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And do you know the price of cotton right now? Because I was going to look that up, and I always I, I kept well, forgetting I, too. <laughs> is the price of cotton high right now? Do you think I like? It's like I, that. You keep up with that you one channel that's the, like Fox Business or whatever. Yeah, yeah. And they have like the agriculture section, like on this the bottom scroll. Mm-hmm. I, I've never looked at once at that once in my life. <laughs> I've glanced at it once or twice because my grandpa watches it all the time. Sure. Quintessential grandpa news. But, okay, so if the price of gas is low and the and cotton is high, though, mm-hmm. does this mean that... I would assume that would mean that also the price of oil is low. Yes, if, probably. If gas is low, then oil would have to be low, mm-hmm. which leads me to... And if cotton is high, that leads me to believe that, first off, oil barons, a lot lower. We'd have fewer fewer oil barons, and that's a good thing. It is a thing. I mean, we, like we wouldn't have as much of that, and I think that more things would be made out of plastic. If cotton's high, I think honestly, I'd be wearing a a plastic shirt right now, <laughs> like the ones where they like take the like the old like uh, bottles of pop and they like shred it so finely, like they can like spin it into like um, almost almost like a. Like they can make linen sort of stuff out of it, and they they actually make t-shirts out of like plastic bottles and stuff. Yeah, that's basically what I'm, what what I'm thinking. I'd wear something like that. I mean, we'd have to in this world because it's the only it's the only affordable <laughs> option. <laughs> I think oil was in the negatives earlier this year too. Like they would like, Are you serious? Pay, 
like it was like negative forty two dollars a barrel or something. I know there was some nonsense going on with like the OPEC. Is that the are those the oil people in the I Middle East? The oil it's like OPEC and Russia, and like they were in some sort of a weird price war. I think well, what happened when coronavirus hit? Nobody was traveling, so mm. nobody was buying gas, so nobody was buying oil. So then, sure. like it just oil prices just plummeted. And they got to like negative $42 a barrel or something like that. So my brother and I thought we should buy like just like seven <laughs> barrels of oil. <laughs> seven barrels of crude oil and do nothing with it. Yeah, just like, yeah. And just kind of like, like be like a back alley shady dealers for these like <laughs> barrels of crude oil. <laughs> that could be fun. <laughs> fun is a word for it. Crude oil. But then you have those cool like oil drums and you see all those people mm-hmm. in like uh in the Caribbean doing cool like uh steel pan stuff with those. I'll be honest, when you said cool and then there was that pause, my first thought was backflips, and I don't know why I thought I just thought people were backflipping off the drums. No, that's racist. <laughs> no, I've just got okay, I've got backflips on the brain because a friend of ours and I considered doing a choreographed lightsaber fight yeah. for a talent show or for like a skit or something. And we were like super hyped about this. We were like, yeah, we're going to get, you know, we're going to get like proper dueling sabers. We're going to do this. Uh, and then we kind of saw the price of dueling sabers and we, uh, we left it at that, but I was like, "Man, I'm gonna learn how to. I'm gonna learn how to flip. I'm gonna do it, learn how to do backflips. I'm gonna teach myself how to do a backflip, which sounds like a terrible idea." Uh, yeah. Looking back on it, I think. Well, you kind of have the body type. You're a little shorter, so you would actually be able to flip a little easier. Sure. Than someone like uh, I mean, like you could flip me. I'm not sure if I could flip me. You could do it. I th- like people learn how to do that stuff all the time. You're fit and stuff, so sure. like you could totally figure out how to do that. Yeah, I don't know. Like I, I see all these videos online, like how to how to learn how to do a front flip or a back flip or whatever. Learn how to do a spin in five minutes. And I see these videos, I'm like, all right. And then I go outside and I run around in my on my lawn, and I'm like, I can't. Nah. You are you saying you've tried these sorts of things? I'm saying I last summer I ha- I set a goal for myself that I was going to learn how to. This is super embarrassing. I set a goal for myself that I was going to learn how to do a front flip. And I tried it for, I think it was about two weeks. That's pretty good. I would just go out after work and I would go over to the park and I would try to do front flips. First off, the dirt at the park sucks. It was like super hard. You didn't do that in like the safety of your backyard. You did that where like people could see you in a park. No, no, this was at a park where nobody was, so that nobody could see me. This is how this is how embarrassing this was. I was gonna say, like, you are the person who would take every single precaution. I didn't think you'd be out in public. No, I wouldn't. Well, okay, we don't. Uh, we live on a corner. We don't really have a backyard. Sure. So anything, anything I would do in the yard here would be seen by everyone. Well, I think the I thought then the first thing you would do would learn how to build a fence. <laughs> and then learn how to do a front flip. But then I realized over time that this is well. First off, once again, the the ground sucks here. I don't know why the dirt is so hard, but it's not great. Also, it's way easier to learn how to do this if you learn how to do it on a trampoline. And I don't know anyone with a trampoline. <laughs> so after that, I was like, this is going to take a lot more work than I realized. 
which is like, duh, it's a front flip. Of course, it's going to take work. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You should learn how to do like a front handspring first. Oh. Yeah. Well, I think that's kind of how it was going. But then I just I couldn't get the spring going and I just kind of gave up. I think I was inspired by Spider-Man, uh, whatever the new Spider-Man was that summer. Oh. Far From Home. Oh, the one with, yeah, uh, with the Tom Holland one. Yeah, yeah. I think it's Far From Home that came out last yeah. summer. I've not seen that one. Really? It's enjoyable. I'd was it as good as the first one? Yeah, I'd say so. I think Mysterio is a really good character. Sure. I think, uh, what's his face? Why can't I think Jake of it? Jill. Ryan. Jake Gyllenhaal. Yeah, he's not Ryan. There's Ryan Gosling. There's Ryan, the other one. Reynolds. Reynolds. And then there's Jake Gyllenhaal. And they're all kind of the same person, in my mind, at least. They're in a very similar category to one another. They're in that same space. Mm-hmm. Except Jake Gyllenhaal is insane. You should look up some interviews with him, because he is... Jake Gyllenhaal's a weird guy. Sure. I'll buy. I'll buy. Yeah. So moving on from that embarrassing front flip story, and every road was named Copperhead. I'm going to stop myself there. <laughs> That's okay. So this one, I mean, the obvious answer is, well, that makes uh, that makes navigation impossible if every single road is named Copperhead. Sure. Well, okay. Well, you could go to the letter of the law. Then street names don't matter. Avenues don't matter. Boulevards That's where don't I was going to go. Every road is Copperhead. Then you just make everything a street. Oh, that's where you're going with this. So I was assuming we have our current world and it splits off from there. And then roads now need to be changed to Copperhead. So like the president now lives on 1600 Copperhead Road instead of Pennsylvania Avenue. But with what you're saying, and that was another idea that I had thought of is, you know, the president still lives at Pennsylvania Avenue, but the Beatles famous album Abbey Road is now called Copperhead Road. But then there was a third idea that I had. Oh, boy. If every road is named Copperhead, does that mean the word road has now been replaced with the word Copperhead? So is it now the famous Beatles album, Abby Copperhead? (laughs) These are the questions we must be asking. And I don't think they need answering. (laughs) I think we can just leave it at that. You think we can just move on? Sure. To... And coolers never run out of cold Bud Light. They can run out of cold Bud Light. I'm fine. (laughs) But if they don't, does this mean that... Well, first off, are we going to say that you have to have a a Bud Light in the cooler for it to then not run out of Bud Light? Or do coolers perpetually produce Bud Light? I think coolers perpetually produce Bud Light. Okay. Does this mean that Bud Light never came into it like the company... Never had to come into existence. That if coolers were, I don't know when coolers were invented and when Bud Light was invented. Oh, well, it's definitely first came Budweiser and then came the cold Bud Lights. Sure. So does that mean Budweiser now goes out of business because every cooler perpetually springs forth Bud Light? Yes. Yeah, so there's no more Budweiser, but there's definitely still cold Bud Lights. Oh yeah, <laughs> everywhere. So what came first, the cold Bud Lights or the cooler? So That's the trick. It's, did they invent the cooler and they closed it and they opened it up and then all of a sudden a cold Bud Light is in the bottom. Like, how do we do what? What kind of sorcery Budweiser, is this? Budweiser is a cooler company, actually. <laughs> it's this terrible witchcraft that... I mean, it would solve... Uh, so you know how, like, back in the day... Uh, water was super dirty, 
so they didn't drink water ever. They drink wine, yeah. Yeah, or other fermented drinks. So does that mean that we have solved the water crisis in... In Flint? In, well, in Flint, in... Uh, Sub-Saharan you know, Africa. In Sub-Saharan Africa, in California. We just give everybody coolers and then perpetual Bud Light. I think that's the... Well, if uh, there's already plenty of oil, there's already plenty of plastic to make coolers with. Sure. So then, I think this world's a lot better than you're letting it on to be wrong. It's certainly different. You gotta take all these things together. You can't separate them too much. You're right. But, okay, also, are the bottles made out of... Are are these bottles or are these cans? Do you think? I think you get get an assortment, I would imagine. It also doesn't say, like, (laughs) say what flavor of Bud Light, either. I was just saying, it could be, this is a random Bud Light generator. Essentially, yeah. I hadn't thought of that. I hadn't even thought about that. The multiple bud, multiple types of Bud Light. I always just assume the one Bud Light. Is there and maybe, and maybe that's even the assumption of the song, but that's not what the words of the song are saying. That is true. And you are the one dissecting every word for who knows what reason. Because <laughs> <laughs> I, I had to listen to the song too many times, so I'm going to think about it too much. Here And here we are. So, wait, is there Bud Light Zero? Is that a thing? Like Heineken Zero or whatever. You it know. probably is. They're all essentially the same company. So so a Bud Light with no alcohol. That Yeah, that could solve the water crisis. I think, we, I think we've done it all. Everybody just drinks Bud Light. And has super strong livers, yeah, eventually. Eventually. I wish high school home teams never lost. That's a bad idea. It, it, it's that games are boring. No, then everybody, like, sure, games are boring, but then everybody's happy. Is it? But like you, but you go into a game. You win homecoming every year. That's great. But you go into every game thinking, well, this is either a home game or this is an away game, and you already know the outcome. So at that point, are kids even trying? It could still be fun. You can well, like then. Oh, well, then it just becomes for stats. Sure. In high school, which you kind of, in a sense, it kind of just is, because it's not like. You're like you're getting scouted or whatever, but most teams, like most kids, most people, are not going to college for football. Mm-hmm. Um, so then you like you just get the step pad at that point when you're at home. And then the the trick is then, how good do you do at the away games that you lose? I guess, because my thought was, well, then I guess every high school football game or whatever is going to be played at a neutral field. <laughs> like you can't play at home. Oh sure. Which would make for a fun, like, kind of weird rotation thing. Well, uh, like, honestly, you just, like, you'd set aside a sat- Saturday and you'd have games at, like, noon 2, 4, 6, 8. Or, yeah, like, you did, or noon 4, 8. And then what, you just have, like, three games a day. And you wouldn't even have, like, Friday night lights or anything like that. Sure. You just, like, all put them at once. Like, essentially... You just have one stadium for all these things. You don't need a bunch of separate neutral fields. Like oh. each, con- each conference just has one stadium. I like that. I like that idea. This big, like... Yeah, you got... I'm out. just imagining the big Quidditch thing from Harry Potter 4. Really? Like, that's what I'm imagining. Which, it wouldn't be, because it's high school football. This isn't even just football, though. Well, that's true. It's it's soccer. It's baseball. It's high, it's high school. High school home teams. High school sports. And uh, not even just sports. I mean, you've got things like decathlons and chess club and mm. 
So those can't be hosted at the school either. I think you'd have to have some sort of you can have a gigantic conference wide mega- multiplex. <laughs> yeah. For every conference, yeah. I mean you wouldn't have to waste like I guess yeah, no, you'd still have to spend money on facilities because you still have to be able to train. Mm. But you wouldn't have to waste any money on like fields. Well, uh like I would think you would still want like you'd still want a practice field. Sure, but like practice field, not like a... Yeah, you won't need a proper field. You don't need to worry about uh, accommodating fans. You don't need to worry about concessions. You know, like all, all those like little things that you'd... You just, just need fields. Yeah, you just need space. I think that might be a better world than I uh, originally imagined, because that sounds pretty good to me. Very interesting. I mean, and then I think you'd have... You know, you'd have dozens of teams in the same like giant multiplex at the same time. You'd be, you know, you'd be crossing it. You'd be, you'd be. I feel like you'd have more camaraderie because everybody's just coming together at this one place, right? This is the sports union yeah, this center. Is, this is a sports conference. <laughs> We're going to play at the sports stadium. We're going to sports world. Yeah, welcome to sports world. Everything is just white or gray. You know, it's the color gray. Yes. Yeah. Sport team go home away not even home away just like here or there team one team two honestly though like at something like that though it's just whoever like brings the most fans has kind of home field advantage oh so you're saying you're saying home field advantage is a it's home field advantage isn't physical it's metaphysical yeah it's whoever shows up you know sure whoever's the loudest who that could make things both more exciting and more dangerous pay a bunch of people to come and cheer for your team at the state game but do they count as true fans like in this weird metaphysical home team is it it just it doesn't it doesn't matter matter what's in your heart it doesn't matter it doesn't matter like there's no like home field advantage again it's so so it's so metaphysical that like uh it's literally just whoever cheers the loudest has home field advantage you know, huh? Or whoever's played there the longest or the most has home sure. field advantage. Hmm. No, I hadn't. I hadn't thought of home field advantage. Like you bring this the sports aspect to this podcast that oh, I yes. cannot give it. Mm-hmm. Do you want to talk about the baseball season from two years ago? Do you want to talk about the baseball season from now? What, what baseball season? Uh huh. We did it. This has been Bits Baseball Corner. Bring it back. Bring it back. Uh, and back road drinking kids never got caught. Um, I think we all understand why that's a bad idea. I'm just going to move on. Well, they just shouldn't be driving. Well, yeah, they shouldn't be driving. But also, if... Okay, this says back road drinking kids never got caught. First off, what quantifies as a back road? Is, it, it's a, is it a copperhead? A back <laughs> copperhead? A back copperhead, yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, if back copperhead drinking kids never got caught. Uh, what do they not get caught doing? Do they just not get caught in general? Or do they specifically not get caught drinking? They probably not get caught uh, back copperhead drinking, probably, as kids. Or do they just not not get caught with anything? Because right, it just says they don't get caught. Sure. I mean, it implies don't get caught drinking. Mm-hmm. If they just don't get caught, can they, like, pirate movies and nobody will find out on the back road if they can get enough uh, internet? If under eighteen year olds are drunk on a back road, they they're unstoppable, essentially. Yeah. All right. Bye bye. <laughs>
just chaos, chaos on the back roads. I think you'd probably just fence off the back roads and be like, all right, these kids can't leave. Or you set trackers on all the kids. Well, I think like you know they're there, but you can't catch them. They never get caught. It would probably essentially devolve into this. They would put trackers in all the kids and tell them it's for their safety. Um, but sure. really, it's one of those, you know, if you break your chains, you're actually unstoppable sort of things. It's like suppression of the masses for the sure. betterment of society. Sounds very communist of you. I'm trying to be dystopian like you wanted me to be. Oh, that's fair. There's too many positive aspects to this now. <laughs> uh, I wish Honky Tonks didn't have no clothes and ties. <laughs> Which is arguably the silliest line in this whole thing. Okay, what's a honky? Is a honky tonk just a bar? Is that a honky tonk? I live in the in the north. No, I have no idea. I, I would imagine it's something like that. Let's assume for a moment a honky tonk is just a bar. Um, they don't have no clothes in time. So, I I don't know how to feel about that because I I guess we like we've never had that before, so we don't know what the repercussions of it would be, and it's hard to speculate. Are you because, okay? Are you are you pick, gonna pick at the grammar of this, or you just want to like get with the the gist of the sentence? I'm saying if, oh, so you're saying, yeah, honky tonks have a closing time. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Let's move on. <laughs> I didn't think. Again, I thought I, that was what you're gonna be upset about. <laughs> no, I was like, it's just it's a silly sounding sentence, and I. Yeah, I mean, we're taking it literally. Yeah. Honky tonks have a closing time. And now the line that started it all, this is the line that I thought about first, and the line that brings a whole dystopian world into my mind. And I wish grandpas never died. Grandfathers are immortal. When you become a grandfather, you cannot die. And I'm, okay. I'm okay with that. Not in any sense of that I'm okay with it, but like, I understand where you're going with it. However, counter argument, after you have a kid, you are killed because then otherwise you'd be immortal. See, that's, that's what I've been trying to figure out with this whole thing is, so first off, you'd want to have, like, as a guy, you'd want to have as many kids as possible. Like that's so that they can have as many kids as possible because the more the stronger you become well the less likely you are to die because my thought is grandpas never die but if you cease to become a grandfather then there's a chance of you dying so it's just you're taking it as it's just grandfathers not like great grandfathers or anything like that i'm saying so let's say you know i have a kid and he has a kid right that makes me a grandfather the moment that child is born, I become immortal. However, if someone were to kill that child, I cease to be immortal because I cease to be a grandfather. I'm not saying like if that child then proceeds to have a kid, like I no longer because I'm a great grandfather, I'm no longer because I'm still a grandfather to that one to that kid. I'm just not a grandfather to his kid. So once I if I cease to be a grandfather, then which I mean could cause if you somehow manage to slay. Like if there's like a single line, slay. <laughs> yes. If you somehow manage to slay one grandchild, you could cause a chain reaction in which many grandfathers die. You do you get what I'm saying? I understand you. Yeah. Like it, I mean, it probably wouldn't happen because 
once again, you'd have people having kids constantly. Like, they'd be having, like, guys would be having kids constantly. Because, I mean, sorry, women, but guys can essentially have kids forever. Which is, you're going to, you're getting into some sticky waters here, fella. Well, and here's the, here comes the interesting dystopian novel idea. We live in a world where grandfathers never die, which means, okay, so typically we get social change as the previous generate, you know, the previous generation goes out, the new generation comes in with their new ideas, right? Sure. But if the previous generation's never going out, social change is a lot more difficult. Sure. But women still die. Female generations still happen. Mm-hmm. So women have to be the ones to like, I feel like there'd be like a secret underground uprising oh, of women. This is what <laughs> I'm imagining in my head with this. And I think it could make, if done properly, this could make for a really interesting, you know, YA Hunger Games-esque novel. Yeah. <laughs> Someone take that idea. I'm giving that idea out to the world. Someone please do a good job with this. I want this to exist. You are begging the masses for some sort of idea, and they are not going to keep it. <laughs> Maybe I'll just make it a D&D campaign. Yeah, that's probably a better idea. But imagine. <laughs> imagine for a moment. Dig, if you will, the picture. This world... Where grandfathers never die, right? So, and like people always see the older generation as the old stuffy generation, but it's like it's their ways that are forced upon the masses. But then you'd have assassination attempts on grandchildren constantly, or just on children constantly, right? Mm-hmm. Because there would be these grandfathers that had been in power forever. And it's like we got to get them out of there somehow. And there are generations back that we have to go. Sure. I think you're thinking too. Too close, Noah. I think you got to think further along. This isn't like four or five. Oh yeah, no. I'm saying like like hundreds of generations back that people have to go to start. Just sure, but I like I feel like at that point, this like idea would be so ingrained in society. It's like this so tradition that like most people would accept it. Well, yeah, most people most people accept most traditions. Yeah, so I would think like most people are in favor slash support this sort of thing. So you'd have, that'd be like this super niche group that's doing all the assassination. Sure. So I don't know if it'd be assassination and stuff all the time. That's fair. But how early, how early do you think people would discover this, would figure this out? I, I would think pretty quick. Oh, that people like grandpas never die? Yeah. Yeah. But like that's just part of society at that point. Sure. And like then that's just what it is. And then you celebrate your, these, uh, these grandfathers. Because mm-hmm. it might just be a few old men after a while. Because I like, if you get, People like that in positions of power, they might limit people having kids. Oh. So then you'd have people trying to secretly have children and secretly have as you know as many children as possible to slowly gain immortality. Yeah, which produces its own problem when you have secret eunuch police, you know. Oh, eunuch police. Didn't even think about that. Come on, man. It's like step number two. <laughs> <laughs> step number one, make all grandfathers immortal. Step number two, eunuch police. It's the natural progression of things. Um, speaking of the natural progression of things, I wish Sundays on a creek bank would never end. First off, on Genius Lyrics, it has Sundays with an apostrophe S, which kind of bothers me. Sure. But putting aside uh, their sins. punctual inaccuracy. Sins, yes. Punctual sins. Uh, punctuational sins? You're the grammar guy. Yeah. I Speaking of being the grammar... Okay. 
I read a really good book recently. I'm not sure if you saw, but I read Semicolon, The Past, Present, and Future of a Misunderstood Mark by Cecilia Watson. And I'm saying all of this because we're not sponsored by her, but I love that book. It's such a good book. You read a book on the semicolon. But it's not It's not just about the semicolon. She talks about like grammar as a whole and like the rules of language and what that means. And it's like, it's really good. I mean, you also learn how to use semicolons. Give me the gist. When do I, when should I use a semicolon? It depends on how you feel. <laughs> that's really the, that's, that's the most basic Ball answer I can give you. you. That is the most basic answer I can give you. Like the, she talks about how like, you know, set rules for language are like, while they can be a benefit saying that, you know, everybody has to follow these rules because reasons is kind of nonsense because prescriptivist grammar didn't really come in until uh, the 1600s, 1700s. Sure. Like a, a prescriptivist grammar, like textbook, people had been, you know, prescribing grammar forever. I mean, you could find Latin scholars being like, ah, these young people are taking the, they're dropping the H's from their words or whatever. They don't do the, they just kind of go, uh, <laughs> it, I mean, people have been complaining about grammar for forever and the kids ruining grammar. Um, kids always ruin grammar. Kids ruin everything. But another thing, I've been listening to a podcast called Lingthusiasm. Sure. Which is a podcast that's enthusiastic about linguistics. Mm-hmm. Give it a listen. It is so good. Um, you're telling me or you're telling everybody else? I'm telling you and everybody, but I think you, I, I think you would enjoy it. Noah, every time I talk to you, you tell me about a different podcast. How many do you listen to? Um, 11? That's a lot, Noah. And then we do our own, so I mean 12. Side comment. You look like that filter that makes you look like a woman on Snapchat right now. Oh, it is very warm in my room right now. Mm-hmm. Um, I mentioned this to Bit before the podcast, but my room... So we're, we're recording apart. We're recording Worlds Apart, Hearts Broken in Two, Two, Two. Uh, Just going to leave that. But my room uh, is on the corner of our house. And on the... What am I on? Whichever corner gets the most sunlight, I can't... I can't think of that at the moment. South. Yeah, no. I'm not on the south corner, though. In any case, my room gets very warm uh, because I'm on the corner. So, you know, I get heated from both sides. And my room used to be part of, like, before we moved in, it was part of a larger room. But now it's turned into this small room that's the size of a shoebox, a very small bathroom, and then a little chunk of hallway. And guess where the vent is? It's in the hallway. So I have no AC or heat in my room. Uh, so uh, in the winter, a space heater is my friend, and in the summer, uh, it's very nice to be able to open the windows. However, since we're recording, so I want slightly better audio quality, I have to have my windows closed and my door closed, and so I'm here, warm. And I've I've heard podcasters complain about that before because you know you you can't have the AC on or whatever because that'll that'll screw with your audio quality. And they're like, oh, it's hot or whatever, and I'm like, yeah, whatever. But now I know. Now I know the feeling. You're like a real podcaster. Now. Yeah, I'm suffering for my art. <laughs> <laughs> like a real person. Yeah. Like a real person. What were you talking about before suffering for my art? Besides your room? Yeah. Um, I don't remember, but I did have a question for you. Sure. About just one of the things that came up in the chorus here. It's the, about the back road 
drinking kids never got caught. Sure. I just wanted to know your opinion on the drinking age for kids nowadays. Oh, you're saying 21? 21, 21 from 18. Um, how it was, I don't remember exactly the year that got passed. How would you feel about lowering the drinking age back to 18? I don't know. I guess, like, in general, I don't care too much for drinking. Not that I think drinking is a bad thing. It's just I don't – not that I don't, I don't care for it. I don't care about it. Sure. Um, for myself. Other people drinking, whatever, as long you know, as long as it's legal and as long as you're being safe, have fun. But um, with the whole – because, I mean, drinking age is lower in most countries around the world, right? Yeah. I mean, would... Canada, it's 19. Um, we're in America, by the way, if you couldn't tell. Ooh, we're going to dox ourselves with that one. Europe, I think most places in Europe, it's like eight, it's 18 or 19. Mm-hmm. And I did a little bit of research on this a while back. But I think, I don't, I don't know. Because there, there is data on, you know, the, the rates of drunkenness and you know binge drinking and liver failure and whatever mm. there are stats on that that i don't remember at all so i cannot give an informed opinion at this time please leave a message after the beep beep but i yeah i, I don't know i don't know how i feel it's i think it's strange that america is 21 and then the rest of the world is lower than that um, or most of the rest of the world anyway. I feel like there are some other places that have it as high as us or potentially higher, but I, once again, can't quote anything on that. Sure. And then smokes recently went up as well. Yeah, that was just, that was kind of under the table. It just kind of happened. Yeah, that was weird that there were just... I think, though, wasn't the legislation more that, like, places could do that more than, like, they had to do that? Because I don't think it's, I don't think it's 21 everywhere. Really? I don't think so. I guess I'm not 100% on that, but I, I kind of thought the legislation was less that everything got bumped up to 21 more than just states had the option to. Hmm. I, I couldn't tell you. Um, I know we had that bumped up at the beginning of the year, and I just kind of assumed that was everywhere else as well. Yeah, I, I, I'm not 100%, but I thought it was a little less rigid than like the drinking age is. Sure. Hmm. Maybe that's why I haven't heard as much outcry about it. Yeah, exactly. As maybe I thought I would. Also, it's, it, I think some of that's kind of a good thing, just because for smoking age, because I, I just think all that uh, like e-cigarette stuff is just going to wreck people in the future. Oh, yeah. Yeah, the e-cigarette stuff for sure. Like, we don't know enough about, I, we don't know enough about vaping and whatever to, mm-hmm. <laughs> to say what's going to happen. Kind of like how we didn't have enough data on smoking until we did. And now we're like, hey, guys, uh, cancer? <laughs> Yeah, it's so bad. Low birth weight, all that sort of stuff, really bad. Yeah. Um, I guess I the reason I bring up the whole drinking age thing is I think, because I heard a good argument one time about lowering the drinking age purely like in bars. Like it's 21 to buy from like a liquor store, but it's like 18 to be in a bar just because like that's just a more regulated environment. Sure. And then you don't have kids. So you have an outlet for it for people who want to do it. Sure. But and then but then they're also in a like a relatively regulated environment. Mm-hmm. I mean that's why I like um, some states have, you know, you can like it's legal to drink at even at a restaurant if like you have your parents' permission, right? And if you're with your parents, yeah. And I think I think that's great because it can it gives parents that space to you know teach their kids about alcohol responsibility. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that is 
I, I mean, I think that's that's another way to do it as well. Um, I don't have based purely on what you have said now. It seems like a it seems like it could be a good idea. I won't set my feet in stone. I wonder, here. like a lot of like when people choose to drink or smoke or whatever, that like if a lot of those like positive feelings or like a positive association you get with those things is just because a lot of the times you're doing that, you're having a good time anyways. Sure. Like I would wonder like about all the people who did those things and had a terrible time or got caught right away or whatever. Like what are the rates of those people who get caught right away that continue to drink underage as opposed to those who just like have a great, like their first experience is just good. So then they like alcohol or smoking gets associated with those positive feelings and you end up chasing those same feelings with alcohol as opposed to like this, this like the situation you're in too would be an interesting question. I mean, I guess I can provide some anecdotal evidence on that. Uh, spoiler alert. I haven't done any underage drinking. I'm not incriminating myself with anything here, but I didn't have great experiences with like other people underage drinking in high school or college. Everything that I saw in high school and everything that I've seen in college has just kind of stiffened my resolve, I guess. Sure. Or hardened my resolve is the phrase. Just because like it, everything that you guys are doing right now is, I mean, besides the law, the reason that I don't do this. Sure. I mean, I told you about the time when someone who shall remain nameless because I do not want to incriminate them stumbled into my room and vomited on my carpet that one time, right? I've told you that story. I think I've heard that before, yeah. But it's like, it's it's a lot of little, it, like that wasn't, terrible but there's a lot of little things like that where i've just kind of been like yeah so uh none of this is to say that like i didn't have a bad experience um with alcohol like at home at all my parents have always been very responsible about all of that nothing stupid has happened in my house relating to alcohol but it's just like the other things that i see for once once again from like underage drinking and like friends drinking it's just like i don't i don't care sure like, it doesn't seem like a positive enough factor no. in your life to make you want to do something like that. No. the Once again, besides the law, the risks of that just far, far away the benefits for me. Sure. Mm -hmm. It's hard to say is a lot of what the, those people are doing. It's not, necess like, it's not necessarily wrong all the time, like what those people are doing either. Like, the law, like illegal potentially but not everything illegal is wrong no and that that's true i mean there are there are people that do drink response like drink underage but drink responsibly i'm not gonna um i probably should have clarified that before like not everybody not every 16 year old that drinks gets you know crazy crunk and pukes on everybody's carpets like that's not everybody i would argue that if everybody did that I mean, there'd probably be a lot more kids getting caught and stuff. So it's, I'd say, mm -hmm. in general, they're probably being a little bit more careful. I mean, not necessarily because they're being responsible because they don't want to get caught. Yeah. Though, I mean, in the end, if we're doing a whole, you know, the ends justify the means thing, then, I mean, it's not necessarily ends justify the means, but the ends are the same. The kids are being slightly more responsive, like are being slightly more reasonable, even if it's for the wrong reason. I have no data to back any of this up. No, I don't think. I think that's the whole point of this. <laughs> this is all me spitballing. I don't know. What are your thoughts on that? 
what what point do you want me to like talk about? Um, I guess the let's see. You already kind of gave your thoughts on lowering the drinking age. So like, what a, what about underage drinking? I guess like, what are your? Well, I think you. I agree with obviously agree with you that like some people can do those sorts of things correctly, and like some people abuse that ability they have to drink well underage irresponsibly too. Mm-hmm. I think of plenty of teen movies that you know show that sort of thing happening. Yeah. But I think if you can develop a sort of culture to where drinking isn't like demonized necessarily, because it's not like it's wrong to drink. Sure. Or it's not, not like it's sinful to drink. Or it's sinful to do those things in excess. Of course. You have the devices out there, but when you demonize them so much, then that's when the whole like being bad feels good mm-hmm. creeps up in a lot of people in a lot of different ways. And for some people that manifests in alcohol or gambling or smoking or whatever. So like you almost have, you have to destigmatize it as a society so much that it's not like, it's not even cool. It's just like kind of what people do, Mm -hmm. but then doing that in a way that makes being responsible, just like the norm. If you can find a way to do that. And I think drinking in a bar or a pub, whether it's with your parents or just like at 18. So you're Mm -hmm. like a regulated environment. If that's a way to do that, I think it's perfectly legitimate to like consider those sorts of things as possibilities. Oh, yeah. Which is, uh, I guess, two points that I have to go off of that is one, one of the reasons I've kind of like I, I don't drink, not because I can't, but because I don't want to. And something that I've considered is like, should I drink because like, you know, if I have kids someday, like I want to be able to teach them. Like, hey, this is how you be responsible. This is how you this is how you do this right. And if I don't drink at all, if that's not something that they see, then their first exposure to that is, I mean, could be something worse. Yeah. Or if you like, you don't drink, then drinking is again this taboo thing for your kids. Mm. You know, or like. Yeah, and not not necessarily by me saying this is terrible and awful, but by me not saying anything. Yeah. It's like, oh, I guess this is just something we don't do. Mm-hmm. Or even just like if it's in a way you're not even thinking about just like, oh, I'm not going to I'm not going to drink tonight. Like, like say it in a way like that. It's bad as Mm. opposed to like this is just a choice I'm making that I'm not going to do it. Yes. Kids are good at interpreting things in ways you don't necessarily mean. Yeah. Oh, and they soak up everything. Yeah, exactly. And like I were like where I'm at right now, like I have a couple of things in my fridge just for like. I'm alone after a long day of like working and I just kind of like want to eat my dinner, watch some TV or whatever, and just like have a Mike's hard lemonade or whatever with my, sure. um, just cause like <laughs> it tastes good and I'm thirsty and mm-hmm. I like to drink. I always, I always drink with water just cause I don't like to get headaches or whatever. Mm-hmm. And like, that's not bad, but I'm also like getting used to alcohol a little bit too. So then I'm not like, <laughs> it's almost so like I don't make a fool of myself at parties. Mm-hmm. But just so like you can have the confidence to know like how to be responsible with it when you're in a situation that's not as controlled as like an after after work sure. situation. And then if you're able to do like be responsible with it, like at this stage of my life, if I am blessed so much in the future to get like to have kids, then I can do that for them without even thinking of it. Like I just am responsible. Mm-hmm. That is, Yeah, that is that's absolutely something that I've thought about since turning 21. And I don't know, maybe sometime I'll have to have you and some other guys take me to a bar or something and be like, okay, 
what like i don't because a i don't know anything about alcohol and b i have zero alcohol tolerance i was like you i i had not had a sip of alcohol before my 21st birthday and then i like went to a bar and i was like i have no idea what any of like what i like what i want anything like that and like honestly just it just takes like trying stuff at the right time sure for me like and i imagine for you if you're anything like me it like just takes time to like develop a taste for beer or Mm -hmm. (laughs) it like almost burns a hole in your pocket to like see what you like for liquor or anything like that because sure you just like try something you're like i don't really like this or try something and you do i don't know in general i don't like i've had sips of my parents beers or before or whatever and i don't think i like beer (laughs) it it does it it just takes time yeah i don't know if it's just an acquired taste or if it's, mm-hmm. which is a strange thing to say about beer, I think. You gotta but, like, you have to get over the hoppiness a bit, because like, like then you can actually like, oh, there's a difference between this and this, as opposed to this all just kind of tastes like hops or whatever. Which I don't know. I I always joked that um, once I turned 21, I would become like a weird wine snob, because that seems to be the kind of person that I would become. And who knows if that will happen someday, but. Yeah, until then, I know like I know basically nothing about alcohol, which I also feel bad for as a server not knowing anything about alcohol. That's bad. That's kind of bad. Because I can't tell you how many times uh, somebody asks for something, and I'm like, sure, yeah, I can do that. Mm-hmm. And I'm writing everything down phonetically because I don't know what it is. Like, is it Kalua or is it Galua? I still don't know. Is Kalua. it a K or a G? It's Kalua? Okay. K-H-A. Kalua. Okay. Because somebody once asked me for, uh, it was like a white Russian with extra Kahlua or something. Is Kahlua something in a white Russian? Yes. That's the coffee liqueur in a white Russian. Okay. So I'm remembering that correctly. You're doing so well now. And I went to the bar. I'm like, hey, A, what's a white Russian? B, can he get extra Kahlua in it? And I was like, because my first thought went to glue. I'm like, why does he want glue? Whatever. It's probably a thing. Mm-hmm. And then they explained a little bit to me, but I was like, I was kind of rushed with it. I was like, cool, whatever. All right, here it is. There you go. No, it wasn't really hard for me when I was a bartender before I was 21. Just because like, uh, people asked me what I like, what do you get to drink? And I always said water um, <laughs> just because yeah. that's all I really ever had behind the bar or in front of the bar for that matter. Mm-hmm. But yeah, no, that that always baffled people a little bit, I think, that I just had no idea, even if I was under 21. Mm-hmm. But usually those were like also fellow 21-year-olds asking, like, what should I have um, sure. too? But no, we'll go out sometime. Okay. We'll get you something to drink. Can I get a shark bowl? <laughs> <laughs> At Applebee's? Yeah. Yeah, I just want the gummy shark. That's really all I want. Well, if you ask the right server, they'll just give you a gummy shark. I've told you my shark bowl story, right? What? The, okay, so I'm a I'm a server at Applebee's. Surprise. And I was, I was at this table. It was this lady and her two kids. Mm-hmm. And she said, she asked me, she's like, hey, can I get a virgin shark bowl? For those of you who don't know, like I didn't at the time, a virgin drink is something with no alcohol in it. So basically, oh, and a shark bowl is kind of like a blue slushy. Uh, so it's basically just a big blue slushy. And with booze in it. Yeah, with booze in it. But if you get a virgin shark bowl, once again, it's just a blue slushy, and it's got a fun gummy shark that comes with it, which is great. And so I'm like, I don't know. I'll ask. And so I go to the bartender. I'm like, hey, can we do a virgin shark bowl? She says, absolutely. So I ring it up for them. I give them the virgin shark bowl. I go away. A few minutes later, the manager comes up to me, and he says, Noah, where did what table did that virgin shark bowl go to? 
I say, uh, table 33. And then I look over and it's, you know, it's this lady sharing her shark bowl with her two kids. I didn't think anything of it. And then that moment it clicked. I was like, oh, that looks really bad. Just this lady sharing a shark bowl with her kids. And like these kids couldn't have been more than 10. Sure. Like, it's not like they were teenagers or whatever. And then I probably had this look of utter horror on my face. Because I was like, oh, yeah, no, now I realize why all that. Yep, no, everything's good. Uh, The five-year-olds aren't getting drunk. Everything's good. Everything's fine. (laughs) Everything's kosher. (laughs) Bad. Right? Yeah, in reality, everything was fine. But the way it looked was just terrible, which is something something I had never thought of before. But now it's something that I think about if anyone. Yeah. Someone also once asked me for, uh, what was it? Whatever new thing was recently. uh, I say recently. I haven't worked there in like four months. The Dragonberry Lemonade or something. And they pull out their IDs. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, yeah, that's not alcoholic. They're like, what? Are you kidding me? Can we get like Tito's in it or something? I'm like, sure. Yeah, you could maybe let's find out. And I go over to the bar. I'm like, what's Tito's? Still don't remember what Tito's is. I'll be honest. Honey, it's vodka. Oh, it's vodka. Okay. It's good vodka. Okay. I will keep that in mind. But yeah, it's it's like it's so many of those things that I just don't get. Or uh, give me some more. (laughs) This was just stupid. So there was this table of a bunch of kids. I don't remember if there were parents there or not. But they were, you know, varying ages between like five and 15, you know, so it's it's a family. It's clearly a family. Mm-hmm. And all seven of them or whatever ask for Shirley Temples. Actually, no, the first girl who was the oldest, I think was the oldest one, asked for a Shirley Temple. And I said, could I see your ID? Bad. And they all laughed. And then I was like, ha ha ha, yeah, that's funny. Ha ha. Like, I was going, I was like, what's going on? I was like, so like, you know, the bits were clicking in my head. I'm like, okay, clearly this isn't an alcoholic drink. Mm-hmm. I'm like, sure, I can get you that. And then like all seven of them wanted Shirley Temples. I'm like, okay, sure. And then, so I go over to the bar. I'm like, what's a Shirley Temple? <laughs> I mean, it's just like, I know nothing. I don't know anything. And this isn't that's even alcohol. So sad, no. And so it's just what? It's Sprite and uh, grenadine. grenadine. That's what it's, I wanted to call it chartreuse, but chartreuse is a different thing. Similar to grenadine? Chartreuse? Yeah. It's similar to grenadine, but a different color, right? Yeah, I think you're right. The bar I work at is a bad bar. They don't have a lot of fancy <laughs> stuff. Not like Applebee's. <laughs> no, yeah, not like Applebee's. A, a primo location. Yeah. I told you how much my dad hates Applebee's. Is it a lot? It's a lie. He makes fun of Applebee's every opportunity he can. I think you told me that about that. Yeah. And I bring up Applebee's every every opportunity I can. I'm like, oh, so we have you know we have our 7.99 irresistibles, and then he's like, oh, well, I'd be making an irresistible movement, and then a yes, yeah. which isn't something he has said, I think, but it's definitely something he, he would, would say. say. Yeah, your dad's really funny. I hope he knows that. Oh, he knows it. I think your dad's hilarious. Yeah, he he knows it. My mom. I feel bad for her when <laughs> she's married home. to your dad. Is that what you're saying? No, I feel bad, bad for her when no, none of us are home. Because it's just my dad. Because my dad will. I'm assuming he just cracks jokes and then she's like, like he doesn't have an audience. Uh, actually, no. I felt felt worse when uh, my youngest sibling was still home because she would just like she's not quite on the same wavelength that my dad and I are, but she's pretty darn close. Mm-hmm. And so. Yeah, you know, they'd be cackling up a story. This is my mom, like, uh, yeah. why? 
All right. Should we wrap this up? I got one more thing. Yeah, we probably should wrap up. Oh, I was going to say back on the on the alcohol thing, what I was going to my second point that I had earlier, because I feel like I shouldn't leave people hanging. <laughs> this is so long ago. <laughs> right. Maybe I can slot it in with some clever editing. But uh, was that that that's part of the reason why I kind of wish that we weren't a dry campus, because I feel like being a dry campus that inadvertently promotes this this idea of you know alcohol being taboo and like you've got to be secret about it but like if we were more open about it and we talked about it more then i feel like there would be i feel like there could be anyway less craziness and it'd be you know people would be more willing to discuss these things and you know be and be responsible as opposed to getting you know crazy on fourth floor or whatever mm-hmm. i understand no i i totally agree with that sentiment so in any case, so you had one more point yeah. that you were going to say about something? Because we got to wrap these things all back in a nice little bow. Oh, we do. The word I find, I think, is repeated most in this whole song is the word wish. Sure. Ah, you're back to the genie thing. I Not the genie thing. I just want to know if you could wish for anything, what would it be? If I could wish for anything, what would it be? Yeah. Well, uh, we, do have to, we do have to determine what kind of wishes they are, though. Are these going to be like genie wishes? Like, we're going to be, like, super duper specific? Or uh, is it, like, a pure wish? Like, where, like it'll be, like, your int- the wishes have your intent in mind? Or is it just going to be, like, what you say goes? Like, if you say, like, a genie wish, I wish I had a 2007 Honda CRV. <laughs> like, is it? Is it that one, but it's the one that the drug lord owns or whatever? So you yeah. gotta like run from the cops or whatever. Does it is it you have it? So like it's in my it's in my room right now. Like that's an exact wording one. Like I have it, so like I'm holding it in my hands. Yeah. You know? Or is it like it has my intent in mind? I think that I think I mean we could you get you get a wish. Like what yeah. kind of wish is it? Oh, I get a type of wish? Like you get or- a wish and then the question is, what are you going to wish for? So, like, what type of wish is it that you get? I think we should determine what the wish is and then figure out what the results are based on each of those. Sure. Okay, give me something you wish for. Fun. So, um... Jeez, I don't even know what I would wish for. I mean, are we going to go by genie rules? As in, like... You can't wish for somebody to fall in love with you. Um, you can't wish for some to kill somebody and then there was something else too i can't think. wish for more wishes no like yeah the, like, the, like the, the genie thing yeah you can't wish for more wishes yeah that's a that, that's a given that's whatever so i don't even know what i would wish for do you have anything in mind besides wishing that you would know what you wanted to wish for yeah <laughs> and okay and like we're gonna exclude every like altruistic thing like sure i wish for world peace yeah yeah mm-hmm. Like this is purely personal desire. Um, I wish. God, should I just wish for a bigger room? <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't really know what I'd do with a bigger room. So let's not what wish for a bigger room. You put your clothes in your room and not in a hallway closet, Noah. Uh, I'll have you know it's the closet near our dining room, which is con- which is connected with our living room. What are you going to wish yeah, for? Yeah, I don't even know what my wish would be. Um, I mean, you know I've always wanted a Tesla. The Teslas aren't, I like, I don't know, I don't think they work well enough yet that I really want to wa- wish for a Tesla. Just wish for a Tesla that works well then. 
It's a wish doll. A Tesla with infinite battery. That's what I want. That's what, that's what I want. All right, this is my exact wish. Okay. I, I wish for. Say, I wish. Yeah. I wish for the highest tier Tesla Model S that doesn't run out of battery. That's the end of the wish, and I know there's plenty of room for genius to screw oh, with yeah. that. Oh, I'm already thinking gigantic battery, <laughs> just super big, like so big the car can't even move, like battery, and it's all like uh, not even like those cool li- like solar powered like lithium ion. It's like sure. the, wor- the worst gigantic battery you've ever like seen. Like it's just it's like a Duracell D battery, but yeah. huge. It, like, like I'm dragging it in, tr- in a trailer behind me. Imagine the batteries used in those old brick cell phones. Okay. Like, like <laughs> scaled up for a car. So just gigantic. That's good. That's what I want. Mm-hmm. That's what I need. Sure. Um, exact wording. I think I think exact wording would get you. Could get you a test. And I think with like a wish of it, like that has your intent in mind, would actually be pretty dang good. Like. Do you think it'd be beyond your wildest dreams, or do you think it'd be very similar to be being uh, your Tesla Model S exact? Because your wording was pretty specific. I don't think it would be beyond my wildest dreams. I, I also didn't think about oh God. Insurance is going to cost is going to be nuts on that. Yeah. No. Yeah. But uh, I mean, I don't have to tell them that it has an infinite battery. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I mean, that's you went to anywhere that I would go, and I like that. I like the battery thing. What's your wish, bit? Um. I probably would wish that I always had a positive outlook on life. Okay. So, is that the end of the wish? Yes. So, terrible genie wish. Um, either you're always facing north, or you're always looking slightly up. <laughs> <laughs> like you cannot look down ever. That's my. That's my. That's how I would take it that's as a, a genie. Pretty good genie. That's like a pretty not, good genie. It's not the worst, but it's like, you know, your head's just always slightly tipped up and your your it's eyes like can't go below. Joke you tell. Oh, the the genie one that we don't definitely don't have time for? Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I can tell that a different time. So we'll leave that for a little sizzle for next episode, if we remember. Um let's see. I always have a positive outlook on life. Um if we go with like the exact wording that you said. I would say, like, you're not, you wouldn't always be crazy optimistic, but you'd always be at least just a little bit optimistic. Like, just a bit more, a bit more than content. Yeah, just a, t- just a touch more. It's It never has to be much, but it's always just, just a little bit. And I think if I, like, if it has my intent in mind, I'd, like, end up being just this, like, this sage of, like, you know, the guy <laughs> sitting on top of the mountain that yeah, always yeah. knows what to say. I don't know if I want that to be my career. Um <laughs> But if I, I bet if I was old and kooky, I could do something like that. Oh yeah, I think that would be fun. Kooky old bit hiding up on the on the top of the Himalayas or whatever. Exactly, that's seventeen thousand step hike. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's seventeen thousand steps or whatever. Actually, no, you're you're cooler than that. Instead of going to the top of a mountain like most cool gurus do, you head bottom of the ocean. <laughs> because I'd be. Like an old grandpa who could never die, so I could just be at the bottom of the ocean. Uh, I was thinking you just, you know, you're so positive that you've got to go beneath the ocean to be. I was just going to like try to bring it back to the song that you had at the beginning. (laughs) Because you know what we would really wish for, Noah? That grandpas would never die. That grandpas would never die. We made it. We did it. Put a little little bow on this episode. And that's the tooth. (laughs) That's a bad reference to a thing that you don't understand. 
All right. I think we should, since your phone's dying, we should probably wrap this up. Yeah. I've been uh, recording for a long time too. So I guess thanks everybody for listening. You can find us, you can follow us uh, at ill sound pod on Twitter, <laughs> which we laugh about every time because we forget about it every time. Uh, you can email us at illogically sound podcast at gmail.com. Um, I can't think of anything else. Is that how we wrap up the show? Twitter and email. Yeah. Um, catch us on Spotify. Oh yeah. Catch, you, yeah. Catch, I mean, I guess you're probably already listening, but share, share us with a friend. Um, our, my goal yeah share us with a friend are you sure you want that <laughs> download okay go to your friend who doesn't listen to podcasts download a podcast app on their phone and then subscribe them to our podcast make our podcast their alarm in the morning yes because that's person they want to be woken up with hepcats by kevin mcleod in the morning is it no off to osaka that's the that's the one that we use look up hepcats it's very fun we considered it for our intro song uh, also, Kevin McLeod's the best for making all of his music royalty free and whatever. He's the soundtrack of the internet, and we thank him. Good plug. Good plug. Yeah. So, I mean, I guess like my goals for the podcast are that we reach ten episodes and a thousand listens by the time we graduate. Which at Oof. this rate, we're not going to do that. But you never Especially know. Since we graduate at different times. Yeah. Well, sorry. Before you graduate. Sure. And then, I mean, my other goal is to be sponsored by Audible, but that probably will never happen. <laughs> That's and that's okay. I looked into that, and we need to have at least three episodes, which we've done. Mm. We need to post at least once a month, which we haven't done, and then we need like I think either a certain number of listens or a certain rating on iTunes. So if you could rate us on iTunes, that apparently will help or help our goal of eventually being sponsored by Audible. Sure. Yeah, I think we need a certain number of five star ratings. I'll whatever. I'm not going to put a link in the show notes for that. Mm. Uh, but yeah, I think that's the show. Uh, and this long-winded Midwest goodbye. <laughs> all right. Thank you all for listening. We'll catch you next time. We'll catch you on the flippity-flop. All right. This is Jacob Donald Bitter signing off. This is Noah Arnold also signing off. probably charge your phone then <laughs> yeah I, I should i really should i gotta stop the recording first so i can make sure i got it oh yes oh, where's my cursor i can't find my cursor i need to turn off um where's the stop button where's the stop button found it okay stopping that recording stopping the recording on the <clears throat> Oh, no, I totally did not get that at all. Oh, really? No, I didn't get any of it. Really? No, I didn't.